last week we talked about five, I think it was five surefire ways to emasculate your husband. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just a creative way of titling. We should have titled it like this, five things your husband needs to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Emasculate just reminds me, I just think of an ax, just chop. Like just chop off the emasculinity. If you haven't heard that episode, if you haven't listened to that, watch that, go back one episode on the fierce marriage side. Uh, You might find it interesting. But for this week, we were talking about five phrases that every wife needs to hear and often. So this should be good. We're going to pick on Selena a little bit today, which usually goes well for me. See you on the other side. These five phrases I would agree with, but I do have some caveats because I don't feel like I need to hear them that often. It's because you just hear them so much. I just so hear take them so them for much. Granted. It's probably true. It's probably true. <laughs> I mean, define often. Once a year? <laughs> Once a lifetime. <laughs> uh, there's a story that we had. I heard a story, and I'm just going to read it. I heard a story of a man and his wife who were having difficulty communicating, and she felt undervalued, and he felt <laughs> nagged. <laughs> The definitive communication issue in a marriage. She felt that his love for her was fading, and he felt like she was getting overly needy. (laughs) Flustered, she explained, I'm not sure you even love me anymore. And in response, he quipped, Honey, I said I loved you the day I married you, and if that ever changes, I'll let you know. (laughs) So do you need to hear it more often than that? (laughs) No. said I loved you when we got married. I'm good. changes, I'll let you know. No, you married a very self self-efficient woman whatever self-sufficient sufficient. you're so self-sufficient I'm you don't su- need to be efficient. corrected at all <laughs> oh my gosh this is how it goes so there are we're going to talk about a little bit of scripture here but i think that i mean as you'll see this boils down to a communication issue and it it it's important for a wife to be affirmed right and to be assured and to be loved and to know that she's loved and to to hear that not everybody needs to hear it every day but some wives do but we need to know that we are loved right we need to know that we're valued and so why otherwise you're just your marriage is going to grow cold your hearts are going to be hardened the friendship that is not going to be there i honestly think this this and other communication topics they offer the quickest most fruitful way to to improve your marriage yeah if you can just like if this is not your culture in in your marriage to to say these things to one another or to go back even to the the husband's what a husband needs to hear yeah and it's not within your culture and your habits to say those things just learning and applying yeah just this these tiny little little tips that we're giving you i think is the quickest way to see a very significant improvement in the the life of your marriage um and yeah so let's just read a a passage um unless you had something else you want to add to that okay this comes from Proverbs um, chapter 18, starting in verse 20. From a fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. It's quite the progression there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I included the first verses there because... Yeah. It's talking about how it's almost like you, uh, as people, okay, it's using the word man, but I think it's talking about human. human. Yeah. We kind of, we have to sleep in the beds we make yeah. verbally. That's why it says from the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. Like if, so if you think about that in the prover- proverbial context, like if you're running the mouth in a foolish way, or you're running it in a wise way, 
it's either, your stomach is either going to starve or you're going to be satisfied right. because of the way that you're going to land right. uh, in the marketplace of ideas yes. in the literal marketplace, uh, just in life in general. Uh, and then he goes on to say that more clearly. His death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. In other words, those who value right. the tongue and what it produces will eat the goods of what yeah. it, it can produce yeah. on the good side of it. But what really interested me about this passage is that it immediately, so you have this this passage that if you've been in church for a while, you've heard this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, speak life, don't speak death. Don't destroy with your words, build up with your words. And those who love it will eat of its fruit. And then immediately it goes into this, it's like he pivots, but I don't think he's pivoting. I think he's doing something intentional. He says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So, well, what, sorry. What does the power of the tongue <laughs> have to do with finding a wife? In well, in other thing? Proverbs, when they're talking about a wife, right, they say it's better to live on the corner of a roof than to live with a nagging wife. There's all these associations of, of, of like this annoyance and dripping of, of like the, the drops. Yes, the, 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 <laughs> the wife who's the faucet. So there's some sort of, there's obviously something that is, mm-hmm. is there, somewhat innate, I think, in women to have this tendency to, you know, possibly complain, possibly nag. Um, and so hearing some of these phrases may dispel some of that. We're Not that it's the, on all the husband to I'm, do these, say these things, but I'm saying the wife, maybe I'll stop nagging if you tell me you love me more. Yeah, but <laughs> I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's getting at the, the, the communication nature of a man. Of course, so that's why yes. it doesn't say he who finds a spouse finds a good thing. It's no, now we're talking in generally death and life, yeah. the power of the tongue. By the way, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the context needs to be examined here more closely, but there's a reason why these these verses are, are knit together like this. And I think I posit that could it be that this passage is speaking to the communication styles of men and their implications on how they're married. Yeah. Like how they conduct themselves within marriage. Right. And so I, I just think it's interesting I don't think wives are brought this close to the passage on life and death by coincidence. <laughs> it's meant to put husbands on call. So let's be perk up our ears. Yeah. We say death and life are in the power of what we say. We always say this about the wife. We said this all last week, right? The wife's words hold immense power in the heart of her husband. Mm-hmm. Well, she's going to tear him down or build him up. Well, in the same exact way, a husband can be loving and nurturing and mm-hmm. put you in a place of security and a place of never doubting right. your place in the orientation I have towards you and therefore your security within our covenant, even in in reorienting your eyes on Christ and yeah. the security that you have in him. So I think this is just a, an affirmation to guys. If you're watching this, you're hearing this, perk your ears up because your words will either give life or death to you, to your wife, to your kids. Well, in Ephesians 5, friends. you as the head will be held accountable, right? To present right. your bride. Uh, no pressure there. <laughs> so, well, some guys will say this. I mean, to go back to the joke we shared at the beginning is I told my wife I loved her back then. I'll tell her if anything changes. Right. That's kind of funny. Um, some guys will say I'm just not that emotionally expressive. Like I, I, I love my wife and I think she's the best, but I don't tell her because I don't really. I just don't think about it. I don't need to tell her because I don't feel like the urge to tell her. She already knows because the way she carries, well, I guarantee you the way your wife carries her may not be the way that she is internalizing things in right, her own mind. Right. Or some guys will say, I'll forget to tell her uh, what she means to me just because I'm so busy. 
if you forget to tell your wife how you feel about her, that's why you're listening to this podcast. Some episode. deeper issues going on there. No, I'm telling you, some guys just aren't wired this way. Okay, I'm, I mean, so, I guess I could say the same because I, I'm not. I, we could go. Um, don't take offense at this. Okay, <laughs> we could probably go like a week without kissing, and you wouldn't even. It wouldn't bother you. Maybe four days. Maybe after four days, you'd start to be bothered. Yeah, you like kisses. Or like I, I'm day. like this is how this is how I show you I love you. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you a kiss, and and if I, I don't then, expect kisses in return. <laughs> And if I don't, then he thinks that I don't love him. That's how you don't. interpret. <laughs> 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 let's begin. Uh, five phrases every wife needs to hear often. There's a lot of qualifiers to those things there, which we could get into, <laughs> but we won't. Okay. Number one, I love you. This one sounds very simple, um, but I'm surprised. I'm always surprised at how often wives right in they're saying like my husband yeah if a wife is starved of this those very words can just melt her and bring her life right bring bring her back to life Mm -hmm. if there's been no expression of love and just the words hearing those from her husband's mouth is very disarming right it can it can stop her in her tracks um you you make eye contact we talk about the 15 second kiss which is still i think by far our biggest our most read blog post yeah um biggest blog post biggest most words no i'm kidding no it's the most read yeah it's actually very short uh if you're in the habit of already saying i love you to your spouse then the encouragement here is maybe say it differently and what i mean by that is i i think i oftentimes do this to you and you're like yeah 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 <laughs> i'm the more i don't know i'm probably the more affectionate one of the so two of funny. us because i'll be like selena i love you to the moon and back <laughs> I'll say something like, you know, super eloquent, something I'll try to be more eloquent. I won't say it is eloquent. I will try to be eloquent and, or I'll say, you know, I'll just kind of expand on what that means to say, when I say I love you, it means that like, there's no other woman. I would die for you. (laughs) There's no other woman that I feel anything remote to what I feel. And I'm like, that's how it should be. (laughs) Yes. And I love you too. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Just not very romantic. <laughs> Sometimes the words can be right, but the tone and the approach can be completely wrong, right? So, okay, so that one's, uh, that's just, if you're not in the habit of doing it, get in the habit of doing it. Um, highly recommend that. If you are, then just get a little more expressive. Yeah, the 15 second kissing you started to mention. Um, what that is, is kiss for 15 seconds. Like try to do that every day. Like taking that challenge and do that every day. And 15 seconds is a long time to kiss when you're not in the middle of more kissy things. I'll put it that way. <laughs> if like you're trying to head out the door or you're just getting home, dinner's on, you know, on the stove, the kids are running around, 15 seconds is, is a way to really calibrate that thing and say mm-hmm. I love you without actually saying I love you. Yeah. Um, okay, number two. I love you the way you are. Now, what I do you mean like by this? Da- I feel like this portion should have been updated or something. I- I don't want it to. I, I, you wrote this part, so I, like seven years ago. I don't want to. I don't want it to sound like it's an enabling statement, right? I love you the way you are. You don't have to change. Like just be who you are. No, as you Christians, whole parenting episode on living your truth yeah, and how that's Christ, a bad idea. It's not what we're saying, right? It, it's not talking about you know just staying where you are and staying stagnant, right? Because we won't, as a couple, we'll just continue to drift, and so. It's, I love you the way you are goes with actually number four, I think is more of like a reassurance statement, right? The husband, uh, you have a unique way of valid, husbands have a unique way of validating, validating, excuse me, their wife. Well, okay. 
a clear example right now, and this is what I meant by this, is right now, Selena, you're 38 weeks pregnant. Almost, yep. If it, So you need to hear from me, like, I love you at 38, 38 weeks pregnant. Right. I think you're beautiful. I think you're wonderful. Your body's miraculous. A warrior. Your body is <laughs> unbelievable to me. Right. In terms of what you are doing right now. <laughs> And the fact that you're enduring this for our household, for, for me, you're carrying my child. like, And then after, yeah. like, so have the baby. And then the months after, after yeah. you're, you're feeling all this, whatever, the letdown from the hormones, the body changes. This is when you need to hear these phrases. Yeah, of, like, yeah. You're, I'm not fantasizing about anyone else. I'm not like I'm not dreaming about some, right. some other woman like you are. I love you the way you are. Right. That's what we mean. It's not. I'm going to enable you to sin. I'm going to enable you to right. all this other stuff. But yeah. Because no doubt we as wives are always dealing with insecurities, whether it comes to our physical looks or our, our own personalities or emotional kind of just instability or whatever we're facing. And so to have a husband that is continually reminding us that they love us, they will always love us, no matter what we look like, what we achieve, what we fail at. It's, it's, it's a reflection of, I, I really feel like, the love of God that is unconditional, right? I think it's been hilarious. The last uh, last week or so, you've had those socks. What are those socks called? Oh, the um, compression socks. <laughs> and, and like to get those things on. <laughs> I can't do it on my own. Oh, because you got a big belly and you got a baby in there. And I'm the helping you socks. do it. And it's hilarious because every time we do it, like I need all this leverage and you need to be like in a chair that's not going to go anywhere. Because like, like, I have to I use all my strength it's to open those things up. It's a sign of love. It really is a sign and of love. And I'm looking at you with like your ankles that are holding more fluid than they normally would. And I'm saying, man, I just love these ankles so much. <laughs> these kinkles. <laughs> what they represent. And what they represent. And yes, I will help you put your compression signs socks of on. Life. <laughs> Number three. Um, this phrase I think is so important, especially if you do have children or you have, you carry a lot of responsibility in your household as a woman or as a wife. Um, the phrase that I'm grateful for you phrases like, thank you for everything you do from parenting to being my wife. Mm. Um, when he says that I'm, I'm thankful for you, it's not that, you know, my identity isn't wrapped up in, in making him grateful for me. It's more of, wow, like he sees my effort he sees that the lord is working mm. on my own heart he sees me failing he sees me being sanctified like straight up face to face nothing's blocking that i'm not just posting a beautiful picture for him to see on instagram like he sees the reality of my failings and shortcomings and still he says i'm grateful for you mm. um i think that is that does a few things it, it models gratefulness for our children and it, it starts forming that vocabulary within our household um, but also starves off grumbling and complaining within our relationship i think as well yeah and this is why i mean go back to that passage in proverbs this is the man who finds a wife finds right. a good thing like i think a man who sees his wife correctly will inevitably be grateful for her regardless right. of what they're going through like a wife truly is a good thing and it, so, war it also wards uh, off the, temptation yes well yeah can the encouragement to husbands here is to you know, if you're finding yourself not being grateful for your wife, mm. uh, that's a big problem. Uh, and, that, and that's something you need to take up with God and take up with other men in your life and find out where your heart is at and why the ungratefulness is there. Because uh, a wife is a good thing. Now, your wife's not going to be perfect. Right. Um, we're not saying that you have to be, and we're not just grateful for each other when we're on good behavior. Right. Granted, I, you know, I think we like each other more in those moments, but our love is, Constant. you know, it's based on love that's not from us it's from him number four number four it's more of a category of things yes um which i thought number two kind of went with uh in our in our this is taken from one of our blog posts but it was it was talking about how 
um, I'll always love you no matter what, or I'll never leave you. And it just kind of fell into the the, fra- the phrases that really go, that really touch my heart and speak to me of these just reassurance. I, I, I don't have to question um, if we're going to work out. I don't have to question if he's going to be there. I don't have to question him mm. leaving, walking out. I don't question his commitment to me. I'm very assured in mostly everything in our life, you know, and sometimes I might have to say, can you like right now, like, can you remind me when we're bringing this baby into the world that like God is my strength, that you're here for me, that I'm not going to, you know, there's things in my own mind that I, I, re, I, I rest in his assurance and I am confident that he's yeah. going to say these things. It's taken a long time be with me. to learn that about yeah. you, to be honest, to, to go out of what I normally think you might need and just say like, I'm just going to say this to bank the statement yeah. for later. Even if it doesn't connect with it right now, like I'm just going to get in this habit of saying like, you know, we're going to make it. It's all going to be okay. Not that like we're relationally going to make it, but like right. whatever the circumstances, it's going to be okay. It'll work right. itself out. Right. The kids are being frustrating. Like we'll get through it together. Yeah. We'll work together. We're a team. Yeah. Um, we're on the same team. <laughs> and you husband, you'll know what your wife uh, needs reassurance over, you know, and right. that doesn't, okay. And the, the, the line you have to, tread here is like we're not codependent and that i'm not just going to tell her a bunch of things that she refuses to believe on her own right like the point is that we're helping bolster faith but there has to be faith there and so uh you know i'm not just a broken record because you refuse to believe it but i'm here to encourage you because sometimes we struggle to believe it yeah number five my favorite one you're beautiful (laughs) you are beautiful i wrote a, a post a long time ago it was one of our first blog posts um, and I think it's called like my wife, my ultimate standard of beauty. Yeah. And I had this idea um, years ahead of that. And it was just this idea that uh, the best way for me to uh, to assuage any sort of temptation, whether it's, you know, just pornography stuff or, or just living your life and people are in your life and there's all sorts of, you know, other women to look at. I realized like all of all of that is is vapid sinful pornography sinful but like any sort of entertaining of the thoughts that like oh that person is also beautiful or whatever uh were fruitless they were fruitless and unhelpful um and so i just started reorienting my heart around my wife and saying wait a second i and i appreciate this woman that god's given me and she happens to be five foot eight four oh five foot four (laughs) i was gonna say six and i I went up two inches i should have gone down wow I love 5'4". <laughs> my, my wife has dark, beautiful brown hair. I love dark, beautiful brown hair. She has all these different features. I love your face. I'll, I just go through the things that I love about you, and yeah. that becomes my standard of beauty. And anyone who deviates from that, in other words, Which anyone who's everyone. not you. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's not me. <laughs> falls completely short. And, you know, some of it is mental gymnastics. Uh, some of it is just like, you know, but it's it's about disciplining your mind to say, what God has given me is good right. for me. And it's more than good enough. And I'm going to tell my wife that that's what I think. Now, um, it needs to be true that when you say you're beautiful, like you have to mean it, right? Yeah. And it has, and I think it what is so amazing about things like this is that it does become, like we talked about, um, cyclical. You know, when you. You tell me I'm beautiful. When, <laughs> when I say you're beautiful. No. First thing she says, you too. You too. <laughs> no, but, you know, it, 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 it encourages a wife to really step into the role or step into any area that maybe she was feeling insecure in to walk securely in that, to know that my husband thinks I'm beautiful, that I'm the standard of beauty. 
I am not worried about him looking or going anywhere else or entertaining any other thing, which, again, makes me want to be the wife that he sees and that he wants and he desires. And so there's no, there's less holding back, I guess. You know, I wrote this this article a long time ago, but what I want to say now, because <laughs> you know that I think you're beautiful, but what I want to say now, and as we've lived life alongside each other this long, is I want to say to you, you're more than enough woman for me. <laughs> Right? Because you are enough woman for me. And like when you say to me, you're man enough for me, like you're you're more than enough man for me, I'm just like, I just like get, I puff up, you know? So I don't know, there's something about your beauty that is far, it's far more than what you look like. Right. The the beauty is just so like, seeing you teach our daughters and instruct them in the word and seeing you teach the word in in instances like these, like that shows me how, how truly beautiful you are. So, you know, don't just get hung up on the externalities of it. Right. But what, this is maybe another piggyback on the I'm grateful for you piece, but like what beauty do you recognize Mm -hmm. in your wife? Articulate those things. Mm -hmm. If you have to, which by the way, I have a book coming out. Selena has a a similar book coming out. Not sure when they're going to come out together or what because they're (laughs) editing. Um, But it's called How a Husband Speaks. And one of the things we talk about is how to get through some of these you know, you know, you want to say these things to your wife, but you don't know how to say them. Right. So, why one of the one of the chapters is called "To the Pen" and why writing is such a cool tool for that. But you'll have to get the book when it comes out if you want more on that. But um, so there they are: the five things, five phrases a wife needs to hear often. Number one, I love you. Number two, I love you the way you are. Number three, I am grateful for you. Number four, I'll always love you. Things like reassurance phrases: I'll never leave. We'll work this out if you're gonna fight. Something like that. Number five is you're beautiful. So that's it. Any other things to add? No, I think that's it. I think it's just so. I just don't underestimate the the words, husbands, that your yeah. that your words have on your wife's heart and your your wife's mind um, and her state of being. Not that it is all up to you to keep her, you know, sane and <laughs> keep her going. Sure. Confidence, confidence but needs to come. Our from identity, Christ. yes, we're anchored yeah. first and foremost in the Lord, and um, our marriage is one of the sources that we can go to, I think, to be built up when we're being sanctified, to be encouraged when we are repenting and th- and going to the Lord with our sin. Um, you know, we're not there to throw it in each other's faces. We're there to say, yes, like, repent and believe, repent and believe. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, husband, wife, listening to this, if you go through and read through any one of the Gospels, right, so the books in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and you look at what is Jesus preaching, our world has this view of Jesus that, I, I frankly, just is not Jesus. They'll say that Jesus is basically this buddy of mine that will affirm everything that I want him to affirm. He's just kind of like, mm-hmm. here you go. I mean, best. He's a cheerleader, right? He's in our corner. That's not the God of the Bible. That's not Jesus in the yeah. Bible. Jesus of the Bible, Selena used this word, repent. His first call is repent. In other words, what is repentance? It's met, um, uh, metanoia, I think is where the word comes from. It's like turning away, yeah. changing, turning from this 180 back you know toward Christ. And so if you've not repented to God and said, Lord forgive me. Mm-hmm. I've I've sinned against you. Help me turn from my sin. Mm-hmm. Then I I'm sad to say that you are outside of God's grace. And when we repent to Christ, we put our faith in him, then we are forever within his grace. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that if you're a Christian and you put your faith in Christ and you've forgotten to repent, that's not what I'm saying, that you're outside of his grace now. But I am saying if you've never repented to Christ, you've not placed your tr- your true faith in him, then you will be uh, 
found wanting on that day you stand before your creator. So we want to encourage you to place your faith in Christ, not just to be saved, but to to have him be the Lord of your life because Mm -hmm. he is worthy of every ounce of your being and he is the the very font of joy, of love, of hope, of peace, of everything that every human wants Mm -hmm. is found in Christ. But we must turn our life over to him. Uh, If you don't know what that means, you want to find out more, I encourage you to talk to a pastor, talk to a friend who's a Christian, uh, or go to this website, thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the ability to use words to build each other up in marriage. Thank you that uh, communication is such a an uncommon grace mm. that you've given us to be able to share the ideas and thoughts from one soul to the next. I pray that we would wield that gift wisely, that we would use our words to speak life, and that husbands would know that if they have a wife, they have found a good thing, and mm. that it is up to them to use their words to build up their wife. Lord, I pray that you would remind the husbands, gently poke and prod them to do that and lead them. Lord, may they submit to you. May they obey you gladly. And may their marriages uh, flourish as a result. And may their wives be like a fruitful vine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, if you haven't done it yet, please check out fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Uh, We rely on our patrons to help us keep this thing Mm -hmm. ad-free because ads are the worst. Ads are lame. (laughs) We want to keep them out of here. This is a clean, clutterless (laughs) podcast. And so if you if you enjoy that aspect of it, even like two or three bucks a month goes a long way. I don't usually say that, but the consistency is what really goes a long yeah. way. So we would appreciate you praying over that if you feel called to join. Otherwise, keep coming around. We'll keep putting the content out there. You are welcome to it, and we hope that it blesses you. That said, this episode of Fierce Marriages. In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.